the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the Andrea K Show. She's blonde, five foot two, and one hundred two pounds of dynamite in a dress. Here she is, Andrea K. Welcome to tonight's Andrea K Show. It is the best day of the week, babies. It's Monday. Get him out of here. I, what, am I alone? Am I cheering for Monday? <laughs> Get him out of here. It's a great day, America. You want to know why? Because Devin Archer spoke behind closed doors today and confirmed what everybody already knew. About how much the big guy has been lying. And we're going to break it all down for y'all tonight. Stay tuned. Buckle up. Get yourself a cold one or a hot one. Me, I'm drinking a cup of coffee right now. Uh, don't tell my doctor because I was supposed to cut back. <laughs> Can y'all tell him in a good mood? We got all the the uh, the tea. We're spilling the tea tonight. Isn't that what the cool kids say? We're spilling the tea tonight on Devin Archer. We've got that to talk about. We've also got... Um, some interesting information uh, that has to do with a little thing that you're not supposed to talk about or you might get thrown into the gulag for. It's called election integrity issues involving Michigan. Hmm. Some breaking news there. Another interesting uh, story to, to talk about tonight that I think is really interesting for us to discuss as we plan the strategy for how we're going to save America and go forward is the fact that there's an interesting sur- survey that has been done and that high, high school seniors of the boy variety are two times more likely to be conservative than liberal. This was a study that was just done. So lots and lots. And that's incredibly interesting. What um, and, and here's a, uh, another story we're going to get into tonight. Some of these stories you might not be hearing about in any of the other legacy media, but I think they're really, really interesting. Another story has to do with a black party um, singing about killing the white people. So, yeah, lots to get into tonight. But, of course, we want to hear from you guys. 888-344-1170 is our live call-in number. 888-344-1170. Email me at andreakshow.com, andreakshow.com. And don't forget our podcast. And those are usually up by noon the next day. If they're not, have no fear. Let your patience kick in um, because it's just will be just a minimal delay until they are officially up. And the man who gets those podcasts up every day, the guy who's going to be with us at the event on August 10th, we'll tell you about that in a momento, is this guy. He's crispy. He's delicious. He's filled with all kinds of yumminess. I'm talking about DJ Potato Skins. Shouldn't have said I was going to be at the event. It should have made it be a huge surprise for the listeners, uh, guest starring. Yeah, so so you would be like, we'll have a, a special guest to arrive, and then people will be sitting there waiting for the wafting scent of the of the potato skins exactly. coming. <laughs> Who doesn't like wafting potato skins? <laughs> 
Okay. Um, speaking of wafting, did we could we not already smell the stench of desperation on the part of the Democrats today with Devin Archer being there? Um, fighting. I have had the hiccups off and on all day, and I am trying so hard to not get the hiccups. The left was so desperate and the Democrats so desperate to try to stop. They're downplaying today the testimony, but you want to know how desperate they were to stop Devin Archer from testimony testifying today because that's how explosive it was. They literally tried to get the Department of Justice to arrest him. See, he's already been he's already pled guilty to some fraud crimes uh, that we're not going to bother to get into. You can Google that. And in, 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 so he's already pled guilty. I'm not sure when his his sentence is to begin or if he's been officially sentenced yet. But he's out right now pending sentencing and pending uh, him turning himself in, So, which is why he's not in prison right now. Yesterday, over the weekend, the Democrats went to the to the Department of Justice and tried to have him arrested so that he could not testify today before Congress. And so what did he testify to today? He testified that in over 20 times in business meetings with Devin Archer present and Hunter Biden present and the customers, if you will, the Ukrainian oligarchs, I guess, is that what you want to call them? President of Burisma, Chinese Communist Party officials, whoever the, whoever the, the client to be, uh, the prospect, as we call it in the sales days, whoever the prospect was in that moment that Joe, the big guy, would get on the phone. Oh, well, so what? He's on the phone, Andrea. Well, uh, well, we'll get into some of the details of what he said, but let me remind everybody that Joe Biden, we played the compilation last week of Joe Biden over and over and over and over in, in, in the media telling people that he never talked about business with his son. Never talked about business with his son. Also said that he'd never met any of the business partners at one point. And that had been refuted with Hunter Biden's emails. In fact, he specifically, uh, Archer said at one point, quote, Biden's were in the business of influence peddling. And while influence peddling is not necessarily crime, it is definitely very bad. This is from Marjorie Taylor Greene. It is definitely very bad when it's influence peddling involving the vice president of the United States. And oh, by the way, Marjorie Taylor Greene, when it can be tied to policy in receipt for money, it's bribery, which is one of the very specific things mentioned in our Constitution in regards to impeachment, high crimes, and misdemeanors. Miranda Devine, who was the author of The Laptop from Hell, did a, did a summary of the bombshell revelations from today. I actually tried to post uh, the screenshots from her tweets, and because po- and, and, I retweeted her on Twitter, I took screenshots of the tweets and tried to upload, because it's three, uh, three, it was three tweets, I tried to upload them to Facebook and Twitter and uh, Instagram and wasn't successful in doing so. Here's what she says. Hunter Biden's ex-BFF testified to the value of adding Hunter Biden to Burisma's board, that the value of adding Hunter Biden to Burisma's board was what was called, quote, the brand. Devin Archer kept saying, referring to the brand and confirmed that then Vice President Joe Biden brought the most value to the brand. Now, why would a vice president bring value to the brand? Archer also stated that Burisma would have gone under if not for the brand. Gee, now Why? 
Why would Joe Biden, Vice President Joe Biden, bring value to the brand? And why would Burisma have gone under if not for the brand and the most valuable person in the brand? And that's Joe Biden, because maybe because the vice president of the United States used his influence to stop the investigation. The prosecutor Shokin from investigating Burisma and their corruption could be that. Yeah. Which is why the FD 1023 laid out in the bribery scheme, the value of Joe Biden. Uh, quote, another, another point here. In December 2015, Mikola Zloshevsky, the owner of Burisma, and, and by the way, in the 1023 document, this is the guy who said his dog was smarter than Hunter Biden. Really, he just needed Joe involved. Okay. But uh, go, as for today's testimony, it goes on. Uh, so Mikola Zlochevsky, the owner of Burisma, and Vadim Pozharsky, an executive of Burisma, placed constant pressure on Hunter Biden to get help from D.C. regarding the Ukrainian prosecutor, Victor Shokin. Oh, what was AK just saying? There's the value of the brand. There's the value of the most valued person in the brand of Biden, Joe Biden. Shokin was investigating Burisma for corruption. Hunter Biden, along with Zlochev... What? These people's names are all the same. Uh, Z and P called D.C. to discuss the matter. Biden, Zlochevsky, and Pozarski stepped away to make the call. Let me repeat that. Hunter Biden, along with Zlochevsky and Pozarski, called D.C. to discuss the matter. And they stepped away to make the call from from Devin Archer. Devin Archer testified that Hunter Biden put then. No, he was there. Devin Archer testified that Hunter Biden put then Vice President Joe Biden on the speaker phone during business meetings over 20 times. Archer testified that Joe Biden was put on the phone to sell the brand. These phone calls included dinner in Paris with a French energy company in China with Jonathan Lee of BHR. In the spring of 2014, then Vice President Joe Biden attended a business dinner with his son, Hunter and his associates at Cafe Milano in Washington, D.C. Elena Baterina, a Russian oligarch who is the widow of the former mayor of Moscow, attended the dinner. Notably, the Biden administration's public sanctions list uh, for Russian oligarchs does not contain does not contain Baterina from a source from the same testimony. So with that, what happened was and you can read more about this from uh, the Gateway Pundit. So Joe Biden met with Moscow's mayor's wife in Georgetown. Remember, remember how we heard that uh, the the ex mayor's wife sent money to Hunter Biden. Well, here here's the here's why. She, and I kept thinking, why? Okay, yeah. So the ex mayor, the wife of the ex mayor of Moscow, gave all this money to Hunter Biden. Why? Well, here's why. Because Joe Biden met with her in Georgetown. She then wired three and a half million dollars to Hunter, and then Joe Biden kept her off the sanctions list. That's what here, ladies and gentlemen, what we call evidence. Okay, that's evidence of influence peddling that resulted in activities that put money in the Biden family's pocket and affected U.S. policy. And it's why our man, uh, Congressman Biggs, has been trending on Twitter all day for saying this. Please play clip 11. Do you think the president of the United States is compromised based on Archer's testimony? I think so. I think so. And we'll, con- we'll continue to, to do our, our due diligence and our research. On the phone calls, um, Dan Goldman told us that all of the times that 
Joe Biden was put on speakerphone or showed up at a dinner, there was always niceties happening about his experience. Is that? Yeah, but 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 he probably forgot to tell you that Devin Archer himself said that was an implication of of who the big guy is. I mean, and, and, and Archer talked about the big guy and, and how Hunter Biden always said, we need to talk to my guy. We need to see when my guy's going to be here and those types of things. Did so you talk about yeah. the bribe at all? So, the $5 million bribe? And the he, he didn't know anything about it. So there's Congressman Biggs saying, yeah, he's compromised. Of course he's compromised. Of course Joe Biden is compromised. Why, why is Congressman Biggs the only one who's saying this today? Where's the rest of the Republican Party? Devin Archer says he was in the room when Hunter Biden was influence peddling with Joe Biden. Now, Devin Archer does just be, and by the way, just because Congressman Biggs said at the end that Devin Archer said he didn't know anything about the bribery scandal doesn't mean in, that the bribery scandal didn't exist. He just might not have been there for those particular phone calls. But maybe they didn't talk. Maybe, maybe maybe they were just talking about golf or I don't know. Remember Hillary Clinton's email supposedly uh, were just about wedding planning with with Chelsea on the 33,000 emails that she deleted and wiped her server on. Here's what uh, Representative Goldman had to say. He came out during a break. This is this is funny. Clip two. What he called casual conversation. Doesn't that contradict the president's statement saying that he never talked to any of Hunter Biden business associates? Clearly he talked, whether it's about the weather or whatever, but he said specifically that he's never talked to them. Doesn't this contradict him? I don't know what his comment is, and if we're going to, well, I don't, I don't think that's what he said. He never said that he has never spoken to anyone. He said that he had nothing to do with Hunter Biden's business dealings. If he says hello to someone that he sees his son with, is he supposed to say, hi, son? Oh, no, I'm not going to say hello to the other people at the table or the other people on the phone. It's kind of a preposterous premise to think that a father should not say hello to people that the son are at dinner with. The son is at dinner with. And that is literally all the evidence is. Was this like a party trick that Hunter Biden used to impress the people he was with? Oh, they were talking about the weather. I guess Joe Biden is a well-known meteorologist. Is that what he said, that they were talking about the weather? All right, we're going to take a break. We come back. We're going to bring in Tom DeBacaro, get his perspective on this, the legal perspective as well as political perspective. When we come back, don't go away. You're listening to The Andrea K Show on The Answer San Diego. Are they trying to insult our intelligence? No, how dare they? <laughs> if they only talked about the weather, Bill Clinton and Monica Lewinsky were only playing Yahtzee. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all know I never watch Fox News anymore, but when I saw that Gutfeld, I mean, he is such a funny dude. I had to play the Gutfeld because he's right on, right? Oh, Joe Biden, the famous meteorologist. They were they were telling Hunter to go and call D.C. in the middle of a business meeting because they wanted to get Joe's predictions. And you know what I predict? It's getting the weather is getting nastier and nastier. That cloud of monsoon moisture is heavy over the Joe Biden household tonight, thicker than this monsoon weather we got here in San Diego. Joining me now to talk about it is Tom DeBacaro, whose hair is never ruffled. It doesn't matter whether it's monsoon-like outside or not. Hello, Tom DeBacaro, dear friend and political pundit, author of The The Divided Era. How are you? My hair is real, by the way, and not colored. I just want to make that clear. Okay. (laughs) 
<laughs> Thank you for the clarity, my friend. Nobody would ever suggest that you were dyeing your hair. Uh, that, and by the way, people can spot that from uh, from a mile away. Okay, so you know, no, no no point in people doing that. Okay, so your thoughts on uh, Devin Archer's testimony today? Well, this is a big deal at a, at a number of levels. Uh, for one, he corroborates Tony Bobulinski that, in fact, uh, there were calls or the presence of Joe Biden at some of these meetings. Uh, The way it worked was there'd be a meeting and they'd make a call to Joe Biden. What was actually said uh, isn't as necessarily as important as, you know, maybe the Bidens weren't so stupid as to have Joe Biden say, hey, yeah, let's make a deal on the phone although there are tapes related to that. But what they show was that, you know, it was a show of how close Joe was and that, quote, he was the brand. So that seals that in. And what's good about that is now you have multiple witnesses saying the same thing. Mm-hmm. So you can attack Cody Bombalinski and say that uh, he lives on the left side of the street or the right side. But when Devin Archer says it, then you have that corroboration. That, that's a big deal. And, and there's also the cooperation of the confidential human source, the CHS, in the FD-1023 document that was corroborated, uh, partially at least, by the FBI already. Yes, which brings us to there's no longer an, a plausible explanation at any level for why the FBI and the DOJ have been sitting on this other than to protect, I say, to protect their own turf And the way you do that is you protect the Bidens so that Republicans don't come in and and clean you out. And so it's very clear this information that that has come forward simply because the Republicans won the House. It's all coming out, all of this dirt, almost none of it would have but for winning the House. Mm -hmm. And it shows shows how corrupt the DOJ and, and the FBI were. Well, also, well, not only that, excuse me for interrupting, but is it not obstruction of justice when on the eve of his testimony today, the Democrats tried to go to the DOJ to try to pressure them to go ahead and arrest and take Devin Archer into custody so that he wouldn't be able to testify today? Oh, you're so mean. Yeah, I mean, it's, <laughs> it's, I, I, what I said this morning to my business partner was they don't even try and hide this stuff at no. any level. No. They're as completely brazen as you could possibly imagine. So, yes, they're continuing to do this. And the, and the reason why is because it appears, as you have said many times, and I must give you credit for. Thank you. There's no risk. They, there's no risk to them. They're getting away with it. Why would they stop? Because, because either, in my view, the Constitution has a hole in it that that doesn't allow for an immediate uh, uh, remedy. And uh, others like you would say that the Republicans aren't trying hard enough. Uh, At least one arm of it between Comer and Jordan is trying uh, Mm -hmm. pretty hard. I do want to say that there was a a level of not sureness going into this today because, let's face it, given how the DOJ has treated people over the last three months that disagreed with the Biden, sorry, three years, mm-hmm. Devin Archer pretty came through with a lot today. Uh, Why do you think that, that is? 
Why do you, you put your your attorney hat on? Why do you think that is? He's already going to prison. Um, you know, he he clearly, I, I, you know, the DOJ is clearly in the tank for the Democrats. Um, I don't know that. What, what did he have to gain? He supposedly said that he was coming to testify because he just, you know, he feels like it's his civic duty. Um, a dude who's already been busted for fraud and participated in selling off uh, the U.S. Um, your thoughts? I think that there are documents from which he can't get away from that place him in those meetings uh, and reference this type of thing. So there's really no, it, it, there's it no getting away from it. Problems. Yeah. Yeah. Do you have I mean, time? That, but that explains it. Do you have time to, uh, can, are you going to be able to stay over? I will. Okay. For you and only you. All right. Good good answer. But you don't have to sound so hangdog about it, man. I mean, yeah. yeah, Well, actually, I... I said the same thing to Noah, so I realize I'm two-timing right now. <laughs> <laughs> well, I want to play this. I want to play this clip for you about evidence, and then I want to, after the break, you, you as your attorney hat, tell us what actual evidence has been presented, or whether or not it's it's even any evidence. Uh, clip one. So far, they have been not able to prove any evidence here of wrongdoing. House GOP members continue to try and link Hunter's business dealings to the president, though they have yet to produce any concrete evidence. Now, it is important to keep in mind, while Republicans believe that there is a tie between Hunter Biden's business dealings and the president himself, they have yet to provide any hard evidence that the president himself has done anything wrong. House there Republicans is no are going to accuse evidence. him. Uh, they are. They're going to make the accusation. They're going to accuse them of all sorts of stuff. Whether they have the evidence or not. Correct. And Republicans have not tied the president, uh, Joe Biden, to profiteering from them. You know, they didn't have the evidence yet. Where's the evidence? There is no evidence of any wrongdoing by the president. There is today zero evidence, zero evidence that Joe Biden, the president of the United States, knew about what his son was doing. And if the president of the United States committed the kind of offenses that in the Republican fever dreams they're saying he committed without any evidence, there is at this point. So you've heard over and over there's no evidence. We're going to take a break. When we come back, I want you to tell me of everything we just talked about, whether or not it's actual evidence or, you know, to me, it's clearly circumstantial. And I think that, you know, Lori Daybell was given life without parole today on uh, circumstantial evidence that. uh, So we're going to talk about this with Tom DeBacaro when we come back. Andrea Kay, telling you like it is, while eating a donut, too. It's the Andrea Kay Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea Kay Show. In fact, I ate a, a little, one of those little cheap packs of donuts, the Dulce de Leche flavor tonight. Man, it was yummy. But you want to know what's even yummier? The event we're having, the Save America Town Hall event, next Thursday night. It's almost here. I'm super excited. And unless you win the Mega Millions tomorrow for like $900 billion, I expect to see you there, San Diego. It's next Thursday night. VIP starts at 5. It's me, Mike Gallagher, Officer Brandon Tatum, cocktails, hors d'oeuvres. If we're going to save this country, we might as well have a good time, right? So come to the VIP portion, the town hall where we chat it up. You get a chance to hang out with two national radio hosts and have your voice be heard. Let's talk about how we're going to save this country and have fun together. Go to TheAnswerSanDiego.com. Get your tickets. Super reasonably priced because we just want to make it affordable for everybody to come out. So I expect to see y'all there. Don't expect to see Tom DeBacaro because he is somewhere else doing Doing his hair. Okay, Tom DeBacaro, <laughs> with the good. 
invited so, you to come down. Do you know how many people would love to see you at this event? But you know what? You're just too busy, Mr. Tom Delbacaro. Too busy going so to. It's, I know I'm you are. So much. It's ridiculous. I know you are. Well, let's, talk, let's talk about evidence. I want to hear evidence. I want you to tell me if you were a prosecutor in this case, do you have enough that you would be able to bring a charge against Joe Biden and on what evidence? Okay, so the definition evidence comes in two forms, documentary or or testimony. Okay. Okay. If someone says that so and so did something, that is evidence. It doesn't have just as much as the document. People tend to believe documents more than than oral testimony, but both are evidence. So Devin Archer's testimony today was evidence. Yes, that's the standard definition. Now, what's the definition of relevant evidence? And in California and federally, it is evidence is relevant if it has a tendency to make a fact more or less probable than it would be without the evidence. So let's talk more or less probable. Okay, so let's talk about it. If Joe Biden, if the claim is Joe Biden was bribery, is it does it tend to show more probable that he was because he was on the phone with the people who paid money than if he had not been on the phone? So there's little doubt. I I mean, all those pundits are are a joke. I mean, they're, Mm -hmm. they're doing the work that they want to do. But if Joe Biden knows the person who paid the money, it is much more probable that he was involved in, in bribery than if he had never met the person, right? Mm-hmm. And so that's what you have to look at. All of what they're saying is, there is, for them, they are trying to say there isn't a document which shows that Joe Biden said X and God paid for it. There it's, is, however, there is, however, recording. Well, let me so stop you there, though. Is there not a document when when you've got when you've got the FD ten twenty three document in which the confidential which documents the confidential human resource talking about the bribery scheme and laying it out, and um, and then you've got activity in bank accounts that match that activity. Does that not support it? Yes, those are. So you have someone testifying oral. He's saying that a certain activity occurred and then they have the written documents that back that up. So there's, for example, there's a text message from Hunter Biden saying, sitting here next to my dad, you either come forth, you Chinese communist weasels, come forth with the money or poop's going to hit the fan and I'm a grudge holder and the next day 100 grand shows up and a week later 5 million shows up. Exactly. And the fact that that text message exists makes it more probable that the bribe was paid or whatever you want to call what was paid makes it more probable that it was done. When you build a case, for instance, an arson case, the cops, if the cops are aware that the arsonist showed up two weeks before and took pictures of a building, you can bet your sweet bippy that they would put that into evidence because it shows he knew where the building was and had scoped it out. So 
the confusion or the lie that is being told is that their definition of evidence is that it has to one piece of evidence has to prove the whole case. That's not how life works, either as a civil attorney, which I am, or a criminal attorney, defense or prosecutor. What you do is you put down all of these facts and many crimes are proved on on what you described as circumstantial, especially fraud cases and bribery, because the criminals go to great lengths to hide and make sure that not everything is in one place. And, and that therefore they can say, well, you don't have evidence I did that. No, but we have a hundred. Yes, we do. We have a hundred different facts that sh- that put this mosaic together. So well, like 22, lying. like 22 shell companies with 170, yeah. 170 suspicious activity reports. There was one shell company that had no activity for three years. And then all of a sudden, three and a half million dollars shows up. This is not a comp- uh, uh, an account for a company that has an actual business that manufactures something that provides a service. The absence of that business is is a fact which tends to show the fact that the guy in the Ukraine said, I'll hide this and they won't be able to discover it for 10 years. Yeah, is a fact which tends to all of these facts add up. And that's what evidence is. Again, they're just trying to say there's not a document which everybody signed agreeing to do this. Well, right. I mean, yeah, really, like, like, well, well, no, well, Devin Archer isn't saying that, you know, or that, yeah, like there's not a recording where Joe Biden says, I'm here, I'm here to talk about my bribery plan, right? Although, yeah. you know, we've, but we do have him on videotape bragging about how he bragging. was going to withhold a billion dollars unless they fired the prosecutor. That's evidence. Exactly. That's what these things show. It's bit by bit, brick by brick. And if you take a step back from the bricks, you see the wall. Now you're talking like my cousin. Now you're talking like my cousin Vinny, man, when he was talking to, you know, his his, the boys there. He's like, it's, you know, about how the prosecutor was building a case on a house of cards. Um, We're talking to Tom DeBacaro, attorney, uh, brilliant political commentator, author of such books as The Divided Era. So all that being said with evidence, help me to understand why the Republican Party has not already filed impeachment. Uh, I think the reality is the Democrats have cheapened impeachment and they want this to be a, a open and shut case before they get to that point. And they're continuing to get information to prove this. Okay. Uh, I think. And remember, there's two there's impeachment inquiry, which gives them. Uh, uh, the ability and the power to discover things. But I think they're being cautious. It's not a bad idea. Look, anyone who doesn't believe that the Bidens were influence peddling and that there's evidence here, you know, Alan Dershowitz has repeatedly said, and he knows a little bit more about this stuff than anybody I know, Mm -hmm. he's repeatedly said that there is more than enough information there. Jonathan Turley, who isn't exactly a crazy right wing guy, has said there's more than enough evidence. But of course, uh, the Democrats could have Joe Biden accepting a bribe on Fifth Avenue and say it didn't occur. Right. Exactly. All right, Tom DeBacaro, thank you for being here tonight. Appreciate it, my man. All right. Stay tuned. Talk to you soon. <laughs> All right. Bye. Um, 
I don't know. We've got a little bit of time left in this segment. Speaking of Joe Biden telling tall tales, let's hear about one that he shared in an interview with someone. I have no idea who this person was interviewing him. Uh, Please play clip eight. I went to a Catholic grade school. We didn't often get invited to the cotillion, which was the local school down the street at Mount Pleasant School. And so I got invited and I was going to go. I was all excited about going. I think it was ninth grade, maybe eighth grade, a little dance. And there was a guy who was a good athlete. I was a relatively good athlete. He was a good athlete from the school, the other school, big guy. Became friends. But uh, so I'm getting dressed and I didn't have a shirt to wear. So my mother got my uncle's shirt, who was a smaller man than my dad. And French cuffs and rolled up the cuffs so that who looked like it fit. And I couldn't find my dad's. We couldn't find my dad's cufflinks. So my mom went and got a nut and a bolt. <laughs> I wonder why she was down, downstairs in the laundry room looking for it and put them on. I said, Mom, I can't do this. They'll make fun of me. I'll be embarrassed. She said, Anybody comes up and says they do, and you look at them and say, and here's the story to say, this guy, Frank, came up to me and said, hey, look at Biden, look what he's got here, hey. And I looked at him and said, you don't have a pair of these? <laughs> <laughs> why, Skins? Say what? Why did he, why did he tell this story? Because it's just another uh, another example of this insane, crooked, crap weasel bag of flesh lying, thinking that he is so narcissistic, thinking that he can tell these crazy outlandish stories. That just I see I'm just a regular one of you people. It's so just condescending and patronizing. Just when I thought that, you know, I, I couldn't that Obama was the worst person to ever hit the political scene. We got this clown. I mean when you make Obama look good, something's really wrong with you. All right, we're gonna take a break. We come back. We've got a crazy story not a crazy story, but a forensic study done of Michigan, uh, the Michigan election in 2020. And wait till you hear the results. Stay tuned. AK, dynamite in a dress, or just Andrea K. Whatever you call her, she's on the answer, San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K. Show. We're on indictment watch uh, for uh, Donald Trump to be indicted yet again. Uh, this time for Jan 6. You think about the amount of money that has been spent in terms of exploiting that Fed surrection in order to cover up the election fraud that took place, criminalize anybody questioning the outcome of an election. Unless you're a Democrat. Then if you're Jamie Raskin, you get to do in 2016 exactly what Ted Cruz and others were trying to do in 2020, uh, that they shut down and accused of uh, an insurrection. Right? I've even seen so many. And, and in fact, the Ron DeSantis team and his, quote, influencers online, one of the things that annoys me about the Ron DeSantis campaign is that it's based on the notion that Trump's a loser and that 2020 was a fair election and that he knew he lost. In fact, there's audio recordings of people on Trump's team supposedly telling him in 2020 that he lost. Well, they didn't mean he lost legitimately. Just because they were telling him, yeah, the number's coming in. That doesn't mean the numbers were valid. It doesn't mean they were accurate. The extent to which the DeSantis team is lying about 2020 in order to in order to take advantage of a stolen election to prop up their guy is despicable to me, particularly since 
this fraudulent election, you know, everything the Democrats do is to cover their tracks. Hillary Clinton was 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 uh, at, uh, was the one who colluded with Russia to influence the outcome of the election by hiring Russian people to do crap like a smear file on Trump. So then they had to accuse Trump of colluding with Russia to the degree that they, that it launched a coup attempt of him. And that's what went on with this Jan 6, the Fed's erection, which led to the impeachment of Trump and throwing American citizens in a gulag. The DeSantis team is tweeting out. Oh, that there that oh, the courts already heard it. No, they didn't hear it. The courts didn't hear any cases. There was no evidence presented before those crappy electors were counted. In Michigan, a national expert in criminal forensics completed a report on uh, into the 2020 election in Michigan. The firm is Specken Forensics. They have wide national experience testifying in criminal trials. They were allowed only limited access to the 2020 ballots in Wayne County, which covers Detroit. And here's what they found. A significant number of absentee ballots, and I have been railing against absentee ballots. Republicans need to back off. Oh, they've been supporting even my good friend Tom DeBacaro. How many times has he told us, oh, absentee ballots are fine because there's a process to verify them. Here's what happened in Michigan. A significant number of absentee ballots in different precincts illegally had no signed ballot application. Many absentee ballots had no request whatsoever, and in the two primary precincts examined, the rates of illegal ballots were 12% and 20%. Absentee ballots often have a lighter tone and shade to the printing. The Detroit clerks even commented to the second team that the type of paper felt different. So there were phony ballots. This is what Trump just told Sean Hannity in the town hall. Hannity, oh, you are you on board now with early voting? In other words, man, everything's fine with our elections. We just got to get on board and getting people out early. And Trump's like, yeah, oh, oh fine, whatever. But they got they got bad ballot ballots, man. If the number of absentees missing a ballot request are extrapolated out to the rest of Wayne County, Specken reports, quote, with approximately 170,000 AV ballots, the range at 8 to 20 percent would be 13,600 to 34,000 ballots with no application requesting the ballot. So they did a sample and saw that between 12 and 20 percent of the absentee ballots were bad. We're illegal. If you extrapolate that out to the total voting population, you're looking at anywhere between 13,600 to 34,000 illegal ballots in one county. This matches what the Gateway Pundit previously reported, that there are tens of thousands of illegal ballots in the 2020 Michigan election. It also matches what witnesses have described for three years and what the Gateway Pundit had been reporting time and time again. Jose Alaga described being at the county boards on election night 2020 and seeing a large number of suspicious ballots that felt pre-printed and were suspiciously only voting in the presidential and Senate elections. They came in very late at 3 a.m. Elizabeth Forlini described counting military ballots and noticing that many of them obviously appeared to not be valid military ballots and had these kinds of suspicious traits. Chris Shonarak saw that they didn't disqualify a single obviously illegal ballot. Dustin Kingan saw chronic irregularities at the county boards. Jesse Jacob, a Detroit whistleblower, offered an affidavit and testimony that matches Chris Schonerock's testimony.
Speck and Head uh, had this to say about the research and about the further research needed. Quote, the computer data relating to the scanning and tabulation from the 2020 election should be examined and compared for discrepancies as well as time sequences. This data should include ballot images to check for duplicate scans, comparison of totals, times of scanning and other related features and possible access from outside sources. There's never been any legitimate investigation into 2020. There's more than enough evidence to see all the different ways in which this election was stolen. If you think that Joe Biden legitimately won more votes than any other president in history, then you probably believe that he was on the phone with Hunter Biden's people talking about the weather. Meanwhile, there was there were people that were held in jail simply because they questioned the outcome of the election in 2020. Here's proof. Here's evidence. What was it that Tom Dell was just describing? What is evidence? Something that shows that something is more likely to have occurred than not to have occurred. So you hear about this forensic report and it's evidence. It's evidence. We need to go back to and and you know what republicans supported these absentee ballots for convenience the left has played both parties or maybe that maybe you know both parties are in on it because they really don't care obviously the republican party didn't care they joined in the they joined in the democrats in their kangaroo court of this jan 6 impeachment and the inquiry of to jan 6 when they withheld videotape that was exculpatory destroying people's constitutional rights to throw them in jail for a political belief meant to meant to scare you meant to to you kind of like same tactics that they use to scare you into locking yourself as a healthy person inside your home over covid this is meant to scare you into submission and not questioning the outcome of an election it's one of the reasons why i can't support ron DeSantis. Ron DeSantis should be making a claim for himself that about what the issues are and about how he's the right guy to support it, not be declaring something as moronic and stupid as that that election in 2020 was fair. A New York Times poll came out today that 75 percent of Republicans believe that Trump had every has ever had every right to question the outcome of the election. We're going to take a break. We come back. Mondays with Maloney is coming up. We're going to get him to weigh in on this. And a crazy comment Nikki Haley made today. we got so much to talk about. You don't want to go anywhere. So stay tuned. Another hour of the Andrea K. Show is coming right up. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here. Here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never before seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. Salemnow.com. <laughs> 